What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Brandon. I am Sarah. And this is the Unmasked Podcast. Um, we wanted to talk about uh, our tournament experience last weekend. Um, we fought in Des Moines, Iowa at the Rev Gear Tournament of Champions. It was a basically a Muay Thai event. Um, well, it was a Muay Thai event, not basically, duh. <laughs> um, it was comprised of C, B, and A class, which is C class was three fights or less. Uh, B class was four to 12 fights, 13 fights. And A class was like 13 and up, and that included like, it was an open class, basically. So it had some pros in it, too. Um, six of us went down there from top level. Um, three of them got in the finals. Um, it was a couple people's first fights. Um, I thought it was a pretty all, altogether a pretty good event. Um, it was only one day. And there's only about, what, 300 competitors total instead mm -hmm. of 900, like the classic. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see, I fought, um, Sarah fought, um, our friend Josh, it was his first fight. Um, our friend Sean, it was his first fight. It was, uh, our friend Walker, it was his first uh, Muay Thai fight. He's done a couple of MMA fights before. And then um, Vaughn, it was his one millionth fight. Uh <laughs> Uh, he was our only A-class competitor. He fought a guy who had, like, 80 fights or some shit, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Vaughn's got, like, 15 fights, which is pretty cool. But this guy had literally had, like, 60 or 80 fights. It was crazy. just, like, that's such a crazy amount of fighting. Yeah, like, how many times in a year do you fight, you know? <laughs> like, the healing recovery process if you're getting injured alone is, like, you know, how, how long has he been fighting and how many fights a year did he do you know what i mean like it's just interesting yeah well because like this event like i didn't get too hurt from um some of us did but like you really like the c and b class you wore shin guards you wore elbow pads if, if it was b class and you wore headgear and you got 10 ounce boxing gloves which is more than an MMA glove, but still, you wear shin pads and everything else and headgear, so it's like it's a little bit toned down from like an actual like Muay Thai, like real Muay Thai fight in like Thailand, but you're still taking punches and kicks and things like that. And I mean, it's essentially really hard sparring, but yeah, if you do that once a week, twice a week, you know, or, or you know, twice a month, it's still not like I mean, I guess if you do one of those tournaments and it's you know, three fight three times in a day, and you do that. But there's only like two of these tournaments a year, so I'm wondering where all these people are getting fights. <laughs> there's like no Muay Thai fights in Indiana, basically. So we had to drive eight hours just to go to this tournament in, in Des Moines, Iowa. You know, well, like, when I talked to Gail, she said that like yes, this tournament was happening, but also there were tournaments in like Kentucky, Tennessee, and stuff like that. Which next time I'm like, let's just go to Kentucky because it's literally like five hours away. If that Kentucky is just south of us, there's no reason yeah. why we can't go instead of going to fucking Iowa where it snows in the middle of October. Yeah, we, we literally went from what 60 degree weather to like 32, 30 degree weather, like on our way there. So, not only are we traveling to the you know the center of just like the earth, <laughs> Iowa is just awful, there's nothing to do out there except for fight Muay Thai, apparently. And then the weather is atrocious, and it was an eight-hour drive. We were dehydrated, hungry, it's pissed off, and now we're cold on top of that. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, I mean, yes, the Rev Gear and TBA are both in Iowa. But, like, we have fights that are closer to us. We just have to find them. Because, yeah. like I said, like, Gail said they were... That's why there was only, like, 300 competitors. Because there were also other tournaments happening around that we definitely could have been a part of. But I just don't... I don't know why we went to this one as opposed to the other ones. Yeah, but... but I thought all in all, though, this one was pretty well ran. Um, fights, were, fights ran pretty quickly, too. What, they do 10 fights an hour or something? They had two rings... Yeah, that was really the, crazy. Because that the, was one when, like, Ian had to do, like... Because, like, Josh was 45 and I was 44. And so when Walker was, like, 37... Yeah. Is that what it was? And Something by the like time... That, yeah. It was, like, Walker was getting done. But I had to get wrapped up before I went and got my gear. But in order to get wrapped up, like, I would have had to get wrapped up, like, an hour and a half before I even fought. Which I really wanted to not do that. So I could go to the bathroom if I needed to. But then it was like, I go and get wrapped up. And then it's like, we're at about 40. And then the girls wanted to talk to me about, like, I don't even know what the fuck they wanted to talk about. But while I was getting my gear, and they're like, are you nervous? And I'm like, I just need to get my stuff and, like, get the fuck out of here. I'm, because I'm, I, I literally have five I minutes. literally am, like, going to get on, like, get this fight out. And, like, now. Yeah, that was crazy. You got your gear and Ian had to go. I think he had to go help do Walker. Or no. Yeah, he had. To, he yeah. was like helping Walker. Like we were, it was so the turnaround from fight to fight to fight was so crazy yeah. that it, if it was if just I insane. wasn't like because the last time with the classic, we had what you Will, and Chris. Mm-hmm. That was it. And that was it. So there's the three of you, but then also Maytee was there, and mm-hmm. I wasn't fighting, so I could help get right. people ready and everything else. But like. I was fighting this time, so, like, in between me fighting and everybody else getting ready and me trying to get ready myself, it's yeah. like, shit, man, like, but being able to drive out there on a Friday morning, get some good rest, fight Saturday, yeah. and leave early Sunday. I 100% will never not have a room in the hotel again, because being able to go back between the fights, regardless, into our hotel room and kind of just, like, de- de-stress and decompress from just being in the room of people warming up was really helpful yeah because even like the last time when i was just there and helping get everybody warmed up it's like fuck i gotta sit in this hotel for eight hours in the warm-up room yeah while everybody's just getting ready and we're all just chilling like yeah we were next to an outlet so i could charge my phone well it for me fine, it was a but... complete mind fuck like it was so it was the first time we went it was my first fight it was like there was a lot of built up anxiety and it just it was really hard to kind of get yourself refocused when all you're seeing is people warming up around you and you're just constantly like am I fighting that person am I fighting that person am I fighting that person I would say like I literally look at like man because like I didn't even at this one I didn't see the guy I was fighting until we walked out to the ring right yeah because I was like because the whole time it was just like okay there's like what there's four warm-up rooms and we're like, all right, well, I don't see anybody red corner with elbow pads who looks like he's my size. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I don't think he's in this room. Right. And I wasn't about to, like, scour, you know, rooms. Because it doesn't matter if you know who he is or not. Yeah, but it definitely, you know? it helps to know, like, 
Because, okay, first of all, no one is wearing what class they're in. The only yeah. way you can kind of tell is if they have elbow pads or not. For me, because no one in my bracket is, you know, yeah, wearing no. elbow pads because we're not throwing elbows. So then it's like, okay, well, that person has elbow pads, so I'm not fighting that person. But at the same time, it's like, if they don't have any kind of gear on and you don't know if you're fighting that person and they fucking look like they could murder you just looking at you. Like, it's just such yeah. a mind trip. And, like, I don't like buckling under pressure, but I certainly am... I already... My anxiety is already set at, like, an 11. Yeah. So it doesn't help to sit there and watch a bunch of girls who are infinitely better well, than me warm up and go, oh, fuck, am I fighting that person? And, and sometimes, like... I'll look at people and I'll go, oh, they look like they're 142 yeah. pounds. Uh-huh. And they go, oh, I'm actually 125. Or I'm or I'm 158 yeah. or 7 or something. I'm right. like, you're, what? You look like you're my size, you it's, know? I think that's such a weird, like, concept that constantly, like, if, as a girl already, people are constantly looking at you and, like, sizing up your body already. But then it's, like, on top of it, it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, because like, now people ask, well, well what what do you How find much you, yeah they or like what do you ask, walk at yeah because you know? they don't it's not about uh, it's not about a bodily thing it's like a, no it's well, like what do you what cut I, to? yeah <laughs> and it's also like like i it's so weird because i i would never dream of asking people their weight in my entire life except for when i'm in muay thai or like jiu-jitsu because it's constantly like okay like for instance maria she's what five seven i think and i think at yeah. one point i asked what she weighed and she told me and i was like okay and then I kind of, like, look at her height and see, like, what her body type would be at 5'7 at my weight class or whatever weight class. And mm. so it's so it's so funny because I think all the, like, taboos of, of body image and weight kind of go out the window because it's such a huge part of Cause it's a sport. the sport. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, fuck, I, I literally made 139 pounds. Yeah. Past, and, like, I looked like... I felt like Skeletor. You didn't look like Skeletor. Like, you looked thin, but you didn't look like you, like, were dying or anything. Yeah, I felt really good at this way. And that was a, that was a shitty thing. I, I lost mine via decision, which is fine. I didn't get hurt. And, it, you know, I haven't fought in almost two years. But, like, everything leading up to it was 100% the best I'd ever prepared and the best everything. And, like, you know, I did the stupid thing of forgetting to breathe. Which apparently is, you know, vital to fighting, right? So, or, you know, living. It's living fine. in general. But, you know, and, and I, I did really well. I, you know, I, I, I landed some good shots and, like, apparently they were hard shots because, like, you know, Will was like, damn, I could hear those out here. Like, that was loud. Like, you were, you were hitting him hard, you know? I'm like, okay, cool. But also, I was dead after the first round. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I, I, now we need to find more fights that are closer because I can't do another one of those tournaments and wait six months, a year. Yeah, that's my big thing saying. is, like, I really want to fight more. Um, I think what's frustrating about fighting more, though, is that it means that you're going up in, in class. And then all of a sudden you go from, like, maybe feeling comfortable at, you know, C class where no elbows are being thrown to going up a class and being like, well, fuck, now I have, you know what I mean? So that that kind of frightens me. Yeah, some of the fights, like, no matter how many fights you have, they let you do elbows. Oh, Like, when the Farong was around, when they did that series, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if it's coming back or not, but when they did that show, 
Um, a lot of them would let you do elbows. You, I think you had to like. So I know some of them you could you could if both opponents agreed they could do no headgear. Um, oh I think yeah. They, I think they always wore shin guards, and I want to say some of them did elbows. It might have depended on who was fighting who because they tried to kind of match you up with how many fights the experience level basically. Um, but like I don't know, like I am, I'm at ten fights now. So I'm two or three fights away from A-class, which A-class is great, but not for a guy who does MMA. You know, well, I, I feel I like think... if it, the A-class is more for like geared towards people that are like strict Muay Thai practitioners. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm like, I don't understand. Like I understand in one hand, you know, the amount of fights but i also feel like it needs to be maybe average with the amount of fights you win or lose do you know what i mean like because i think i don't know i don't know i can't i can't you know rewrite this stuff i I think they are going to uh what i hear because it is getting bigger and it's getting like like vaughn had 15 fights or 13 fights or something like that and he fought a guy who had like 60 or 80 fights whatever like he had a substantial amount right more. i think what they are trying to do is they are since it's getting bigger and growing as a sport they're trying to do more of like a, okay this is for 20 or more right and this is for 13 to 19 or yeah. something like that because like the a class like open it you know that's cool but like me like like i said i'm i'm a, i was uh i started because i wanted to do mma which I love doing it all, which is why I do it all. But when it comes to strict Muay Thai rule settings, which I'm I'm okay at in B class, and I'm getting guys that don't have a shit ton of fights. But I'm also getting guys that strictly do Muay Thai in A class. I feel like at that point, if I grab somebody, if I'm if I get thirteen fights and I'm an A class, I get somebody that's sixty fights. Right. Right. Oh, shit. You know. And that's, that's what that's I'm saying. Like I'm nervous because I don't know what B class is. How many fights is B class? It's like four to right, and I'm two fights away from now being bumped up. When I'm like, I don't even feel like I should be in A class. Like I should or C class, or I mean C class. Like I just I'm not equipped (laughs) to go into B class. Well, it's the kind of thing because you and I do everything, whereas some of these people they just strictly do one discipline. And when you say you're going to just do one discipline for a tournament and you do everything you're kind of at a handicap but i think a lot of people i think a lot more people do more than one discipline yeah but i I feel like the people that i don't know i feel like the people that win these kind of things though like are like world champions in this aspect i feel like they settle as one and then if they decide to go on they go on and do other things like okay for instance like world champion jiu-jitsu guys a lot of times they they strictly do jiu-jitsu and then they go, okay, now I'm going to do MMA. I got you. And then you can see the difference. Like when they fight in UFC and they stand up with somebody, they're shitty at punching, but they do it so they can get close to you and grab you. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they excel at one thing and they just do the other because it's a part of the sports they're in now. And they do that to, you know, if I'm a world champion Muay Thai guy, I probably don't want to wrestle. But I'm going to do enough to try to stay on my feet because that's what I'm best at. So, like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think, like, okay, so Mackenzie Dern was a big-time jiu-jitsu player, and now she does 
know, how she's doing, she's fighting UFC now. Yeah. But, like, you know, I'm not saying she sucks by any means because she's black belt jiu-jitsu and everything else, but, like, her hands aren't nearly as good as her jiu-jitsu. You, you know, you just... So, that kind of thing, like, I feel like a lot of people that transfer to MMA usually are pretty jiu-jitsu, you know, like, jiu-jitsu heavy, but they're usually heavy in one thing, and then they go through and decide that they're going to do... MMA because they want to do a little bit of everything and they have to practice everything but their bread and butter is, is one thing right like in Muay Thai it's like you've got a few more weapons but like if I was going to be like well my bread and butter is a clinch my bread and butter is punch and kick it's all part of I don't know it's still not as many weapons as MMA so I don't know but I think yeah I think I think most of your world champions like the guys that are A class that are really really good are going to be Muay Thai guys I think most of your world champions Jiu Jitsu guys are going to be Jiu Jitsu heavy like that's what they do primarily you know so but I will keep doing everything keep competing everything because that's what I love to do regardless of if I get a gold medal or if I get stunked in the in the first round you know I I feel like it's just a part of growth and becoming better at everything regardless of you know did I get my two dollar gold medal or did I go home with a pat on the back and say well maybe next year you know yeah <laughs> which is kind of what you know it was kind of nice to get back into this tournament because it was a little less pressure I felt like than doing an MMA fight again after almost two years off just because it was a little bit safer to do as far as like we have headgear, we have shin guards, things right. like that. And there's less things to worry about. Again, I don't have to worry about somebody taking me down and laying on me for three rounds. Right. Or that stuff. But I would like to do this tournament again, I think. Even if it is A-class. Because still, I think it would be... Because uh, the A-class, uh, it was only the last fight, the championship rounds, that they did. No shin pads, no headgear. Otherwise, yeah. they wore everything. Yeah. It's just the championship rounds. They did that in, so it was more like a more like a tie fight. Yeah. I don't know. I wanna, I wanna do another. I wanna fight more. I just don't want to go to Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. really like. I'm like good on you for people who live there. No hate on Iowa. I just prefer not to be in Iowa. Yeah. I'm, there's just not much. We're from Indiana, and. uh you know there ain't shit out here but man <laughs> i go to iowa and i'm like man i miss indy <laughs> there's so much more so much more in indiana what the hell <laughs> yeah taking indianapolis for granted you know <laughs> yeah and i would like to go somewhere warmer i guess yeah um so i did nogi worlds back in december and yeah i got completely rolled on by a, an autos guy i guess and like Man, <laughs> it was, you know, it was a good vacation anyways, and it was nice to be out there in that stage and do that, you know, I want to do it again, because yeah. I feel like I'll have a better showing this time. I, I think that would be fun. It's blue belts and up, right? Yeah. Yeah. For I Nogi, think, yeah. I think that would be fun. I wouldn't mind doing that. I just need to get my blue belt, which may never happen, so. Yeah, who the fuck knows when that's going to happen. So it's fine. So, um. I mean, it would help if I actually went to class, but, you know. But who who knows? Yeah, um, so going to class is key. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, right now your ribs are a little bit busted up, so that's yeah. I guess that's a pretty solid excuse. I didn't go as much as I wanted to leading up to this because we were doing so much more. I well, in the last like between June and now, I haven't hardly gone to jujitsu at all because I've been gearing up well even before june because i've been gearing up for the fucking for the june fight which i was that was a miserable fight and then for this one and then it was like okay well now i want to get back into jujitsu but that bitch through knees like it was her fucking yeah like well she tko'd the other girl with knees yeah so like you know props on you for you know at least make it to the end of the fight you know like yeah like, I looked at her, and, like, she was my height, but I said, like, man, she looks so tall, you know? Yeah, it must be nice to be tall. Oh, I don't know what that is like. Well, you're as tall as that girl, so, you know. Yeah, but... But, I mean, like, <laughs> with her, her knees, I think definitely doing abs stuff really helped me. Yeah. Because I feel like my abs are much more, like, it seems like they were more defined than the other girl that she need. Um, but also, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I always do core work. It's pretty essential to fighting in general because I think I remember the exact moment when she cracked my ribs or bruised my rib because I remember being like, ah, and like <laughs> it was really painful. Yeah, but it wasn't like it was painful in the moment, but it like it also was like one of those things where you're just like, that didn't hurt as bad as I thought it was going to. I'm still moving. I can still Yeah, breathe. I literally got elbowed a shit ton in the clinch, and I didn't feel any of it. Yeah. I had, like, one little bitty bruise in my eye, and I cracked my foot on him at some point. I think when I hit him with that body kick, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe when I leg kicked him. I don't know. Is it weird? Like, okay, so one of the things that I felt a lot this time was her face in my glove. And that kind of like took me out of the moment for a second because I remember feeling her nose in my hand like in my knuckles and being like oh shit whoops <laughs> like but also that's what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. you know like it was just like a if there's anything that I could call it it would be a surreal moment like it was exactly what I was supposed to be doing you know hitting her in the face but also it was so against everything that I was ever taught which is you're not to hurt people you know and it was the same thing where it was like I hit her in the leg and I it was the first time that I think I got to hit someone really hard and as hard as I possibly could and I probably didn't lay into her leg as as hard as I wanted to but I remember hitting her and like hearing it and how loud it like that it was loud and like being like that must have hurt and looking at her and thinking I think that hurt and then immediately wanting to do it again and again until her fucking leg fell off like yeah it was such a weird moment of like i'm allowed to hurt this bitch as much as i want to and then as soon as the fight was over i just wanted to hug her like it was so weird it yeah. was super weird well that's that's that was nice really nice thing with this tournament um because they they emphasize this is a sport. This is a respectful sport. We're not going to be a bunch of dick bags talking shit. And, you know, there was little kids there, too. So he's like, don't be cussing in the corner, you know. And, like, which I, you know, I that's one thing that kind of drew me, draws me away from, like, MMA sometimes. It's like so many people trying oh to make Oh, my God, a, yeah. So many people are trying to make a spectacle of it. And, like, some of it's funny. 
I think it's but, it would be it would be different if you were at the UFC level, but when you go to Kokomo and you see a bunch of people with like their fucking entourage and like people starting shit in the audience, I'm like, just sit down. Just stop. Yeah. You're I in just, Kokomo, Indiana. Like nothing about this is glamorous at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. For the most part, yeah. It's better there than it's been at other places. I've been at fights at like bars and like people get you know getting drunk and really rowdy and stuff oh, like yeah. for the most part th- that's actually pretty tame even even so i just i don't know i don't like the i'm not a huge fan of the shit talking it's like you Me know either. especially when if you're the one talking shit and you get your ass beat well that's what i was saying i was <laughs> like i mean it would be different if like you could back it up literally every single time but the odds are not like that. You know, there's still odds. There's still a chance you could lose, and there's yeah. still a chance you get fucking knocked out and then look foolish as shit. And, like, I, you know. And then you go off and tar- try to talk more and better shit talk, and you're like, just stop. And, like, just, literally, it's pointless. Like, I've, I don't know. I get my ass beat enough at the gym that I know I'm not the baddest motherfucker. So it's like, why would I, you know, if I'm running over everybody at the gym, I'm probably not training at the right gym. Right. I shouldn't be running over everybody. Unless I'm just a specimen that's just, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't think it's, for me, like, I'm, I'm 147 pounds, purple belt, you know, there's people that are twice my size, brown belt, black belts, some purple and blue, I mean, that are, you know, choking me out. Yeah. You know, it's like, so, but even you can get a good, like, maybe a D1 wrestler who puts on a white belt that wipes you up, you know. Right. So... You don't know. You don't know anybody, but that's why, like, friends that don't train, you know, they're like, oh, you're probably, like, the toughest guy. Like, you know, I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I hate it when people say that. I hate it when I, like, it almost makes me not want to talk about it to other people who don't train because I get really tired of them thinking that I'm this badass when I'm, like, I'm not. Like, I legit... I bleed like everybody else. Well, I also cry, like, a lot. <laughs> like, I cry about it a lot. And, like, I don't sit there, you know, like, when we're doing clench bar and I'm crying, and it's not because I'm hurt. I mean, that didn't help. But, like, <laughs> you know, when we're at the gym and I'm crying, it's not because I'm hurt. It's just because I'm frustrated. But I'm not invincible, and I'm definitely not, you know, the best. I'm hardly a good one you know like I just it makes me I don't like it when people think that I'm this badass because I'm not yeah I think some of it stems from the fact that like a lot of those people don't maybe haven't tried that or maybe they tried it once and thought it was hard and was like oh you guys do this every day I exercised once this week and it was painful and exhausting and I didn't want to do it again yeah you know and the stuff that we do is pretty intense you know, so I think I think part of that stems is just like okay. I don't know. I've seen some CrossFit people who are like, I literally can't lift my arm, and I'm like, same, but for different reasons. Yeah. Or you know, like people who are like, oh, I went hiking yesterday, and like my calves are killing me, and I'm like, same. Like I feel like it all hurts, it all, you know, whatever. But like, you like hiking, you like CrossFit, you like martial arts. Like nobody is badass because they fucking went to Turkey Run. But I'm also not a badass because I can choke people out. I don't know. Like going to Turkey Run is pretty badass. I mean, obviously, because Turkey Run is. I love legit. taking the dogs to the dog the, <laughs> to the trails and. That is. Fun. And some of those trails. And are they have hard. like 190 stairs or whatever the fuck it's called, where you're like, all right, whoever can get this, is a badass. Like Willow's a badass. The fact that she's like, 
I can't breathe on a regular basis, but fuck you, I'm going up these goddamn stairs. Yeah. So get on her. Willow doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah, I always feel really, I feel very sheepish when people are like, oh, wow, because I'm like, obviously you've never met me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a marshmallow. I just, I just like to work hard, you know? Yeah. But that's, but that's a, I don't know, a, a grit mentality, you know? I mean, it is, it is hard stuff we do. So, I mean, I, I, you know, people that aren't wanting to do that type of thing because they think it's hard, maybe they do think we are tough for doing it. And maybe we are tough, but, like... I think I, I just... Know. Everybody can be tough if they really want to be tough. Well, even, like, everyone says, like, oh, you got a really tough guy. Oh, you're really tough. And They're I'm like, tough. everybody's tough here. If we weren't fucking tough, we wouldn't be here. You know? Like, I get it. Like... I can take it. I can take a hit to the face, or six, or a you know yeah. a foot to the face, whatever. Like, but so can everybody else. It's just if they want to or not. Like, yeah. I think I have a weird, I don't know, like relationship with pain. Maybe. Well, it goes to this. Well, a lot of your world champion fighters and things like that. I feel like you know, it's 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 a heart mentality, and it's a, it's are you willing to do the work too? Yeah. You know, are you willing to get hit and to keep trying because it does hurt and a lot of people when they when it gets tough it's like okay fuck it yeah let's quit it's too hard and you know i just and i'm not saying that and i'm not just saying for fighting i mean in general like sometimes life is fucking hard and some people fold under pressure of life itself. i think that's the one thing that like i don't know if it was here in me or what but i honestly like between you and martial arts like have taught me how to consistently get back up and i was thinking about that after like logan got into that crash my jeep not a person yeah <laughs> um her jeep is wolverine yeah so i think and after and i just kept fighting and all i could think of was just keep fighting and like whether it's the mentality of like you took six knees to the ribs and like everything hurts and literally i remember when she hit me in the rib i was like i hope ian fucking calls us because i am done but then the bell rang and i go i have to go back in there and i'm going to go back in there yeah and it was the same thing like when my i mean it's not the same thing but it felt like I kept getting knocked down in that situation. Whereas, like, the insurance agent was like, oh, it'll be fine. And then it wasn't fine. And then it wasn't fine. And they totaled my car. And they wanted this. And they wanted that. And I remember just being like, you know what? No. Like, I'm going to keep fighting. And I owe that mentality so much to, like, jujitsu and Muay Thai and, you know, yeah, coming down to the basement and being like, you don't have to cry down here. You can keep going tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, what? I feel like, but but it's kind of taught me a lot as far as grit and as far as just like, well, I've literally fought somebody for a sport and been hit and broken and I've broken limbs. I've I've been bleeding, you know, out my nose and shit. And I still had to get up and keep moving forward. It's like, so like when, when little, you know, I said little things. When shit happens, like, I don't know, something breaks on the car, something breaks on the house, or something happens at work, it sucks, but also, like, I don't explode, because I'm like, well, things generally work out one yeah. way or the other. Regardless, I like when when they when we bought this house and they told us that you know the old place we were renting, they were like, well, we're selling this place, yeah, and we're not gonna fix anything on it. Fuck you, bye. Yeah, and we're like, oh, all right. So then we you know, so then you just find another way. We found another way, and we yeah. ended up buying this house. 
we ended up, and that's another crazy ass story because we, you know, we bought a house during fight camp. Yeah. You know, that was insane. which was exhausting. We moved during, during fight, fight camp. During fight camp, that's right. And, you know, and then on top of that, I had to work like five weeks in a row, 50 hours a week, and, and then some you got Saturdays. really sick that one weekend. Yeah. That was awful. I was sick. I had to miss a day at work because I had like a 101 degree fever or some that's shit. That's crazy. And like, so I mean, like, yeah, I really owe a lot of things to the mentality that I have now to martial yeah. arts and like, one, checking my ego, like I've talked about many times. Two, learning how to get back up. And then three, learning the um, the, <laughs> the great pleasure of eating after weigh-ins. Holy fuck. That is the, 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 I, <laughs> I cared more about that than I did the fights over the weekend. Oh, my know? God. Because, like, I wasn't too like So this is the first time I actually actually able to eat a little bit the night before weigh-ins. Which never happens, but I did so, I, you know, seven years of training, I finally kind of dialed in what I need to do as far as losing weight and getting in shape for a fight and everything. So I, I finally got, I was like, holy shit, I can eat something before the night before. Usually I was, I was dying in the sauna or something and I'm like, well, I can't even, I can't even look at food, <laughs> let alone eat anything but i was actually able to eat some which is pretty nice but still it was exhausting on the way there yeah in the car for eight hours in this little bitty mitsubishi mirage Mirage. that had three of us in it and it was cram packed full three people the tiniest little three-cylinder car that couldn't get any faster and but i remember going to bed like a week before the fight and literally dreaming about like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and yeah the littlest thing right it was it was the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich i've ever had the best oreos i've ever eaten yeah. we had donuts that weekend we had pho that weekend like yeah. bubble tea it was really it was, it was glorious really it was and, so and much we fun. we all got to eat as a team and yeah that was so fun that was fun that was yeah. really really fun i think that was one of my favorite parts too is like it's funny because when i came back into the gym on tuesday and i saw or Wednesday. Was it Tuesday we went? Wednesday. It was Wednesday. And, like, Walker was there and Josh was there. I just wanted to give everyone hugs and be like... It was like summer camp, but, like, yeah. where you get your ass beat. And we, <laughs> or and, where and you we, beat people's asses. And we really are, like, a big old family, too. Yeah. Because, like, the, the people you bleed together, I feel like, are the people you're the closest to. Yeah, that was really, really fun. And, yeah. Um, riding up with Vaughn and stuff and then... Just hearing good smashing stories. Smashing my and... fucking face with fucking peanut butter and jelly on yeah. white bread, which was legit. Like, the goals... I haven't had one of those sandwiches in so fucking long. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. And it, it's, it is kind of nice to not be so restrictive this week on what we eat. Yeah, that like, was Like, I had really some candy fun. last night and some yeah. chips and guac. Yeah. Which was awesome. It was really fun. And I, and I really like the fact that, like, you know, it, like, we can... It, we can let... Let go just a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I mean, we aren't going crazy. Like we're not fucking eating pizza. Yeah. You know, every night of the week. Exactly. And we're still we've still been training and like exercising and, and you know like I I literally like Monday I went to the YMCA instead of Muay Thai, but I've been doing jujitsu. I've been going to Muay Thai. I've been doing sprints still. Yeah. I, I ran today. Yeah, I you think know. definitely keeping our cardio game up and improving it, if anything, is really going to be awesome and definitely one of the keys to success. I felt so much, my cardio felt so much better this time, yeah. um, but I think I was 
But like you said, like you weren't breathing. I wasn't breathing the first time the, or the last time I fought. But also my headgear was over my eye for round one. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of crazy shit. And But in this time, too, you had a little more of an idea of what to expect. Exactly. So. Yeah, I had a bigger idea of what so to expect. So now that you know what it is, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it felt so much more uncomfortable. Whereas me, like, you know, I hadn't fought in almost two years. So it felt like a brand new thing again. Right. Which sucks. Because I'm like, I know I'm better than that. And I actually could have beat that guy. And we all could have won, really. They were all, you know... It wasn't like any of us got, like, ran over, you know, because we all did good things. We all did some things wrong. We all did some things right, you know. But it is what it is. It's one tournament, and it's an amateur record. I mean, I would eventually like to fight pro. Not that I'm trying to make millions of dollars, but I just want to say I made it to that level. And so what's an amateur record whenever you, you know, as soon as you fight pro, it's wiped clean. Hmm. You know, yeah. who gives a shit? You're O and O as pro. Yeah. You know, so... That's me. I, I you know, I, I want to fight all over the world. I want to fight a Muay Thai fight in Thailand. I want to fight an MMA fight in Japan. Uh, you know. I, I want to go to those places. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. I mean, I will fight crowds to get to the beach. That's fair. No, I'm kidding. I would actually, I would really like to train in, in Thailand. I don't think that I'm... I think that I can recognize my skill level, and I don't think that I would be able to fight anywhere other than the smallest of tournaments and, you know, hope that I can win. But I wouldn't mind training everywhere. Yeah, I want to... I do want to train in Thailand. I, uh... Eventually, I don't know, I need to start my own business so I can make my own hours so I can get away and go to, like thailand for more than a day you know because it's gonna take i don't know how long the flight is but i know it to take a little bit to get there and it's not like i'm gonna want to stay a week like literally we went to california for 10 fucking days yeah i definitely think like thailand if we went to chile and stuff like that it would be like a three-week situation yeah um and just I was, to make sure that we're there and we're you know in the right mindset and not rushing and and i would love to uh yeah I need to figure out what I want to do business wise. I know I I uh, I want to get this podcast stuff going and think eventually maybe I don't know I'm gonna sell t-shirts or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I just need to be able to make my own hours, and eventually we're gonna get there. Yeah. Just you know. So when is the next fight that we're doing? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know yet because there's like there's a there's a Muay Thai thing in Chicago next month. I know. But I think I don't know who what kind of uh scenario that is, if it's pro or what is it. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I just I heard know. that there's one next month and I know that uh, I think Matt Zilch who fought at the tournament, he's fight just for Vaughn. He's really good. Um I think I think he's the main event on it maybe. Okay. But yeah, he was the guy that fought he fought just before Vaughn, so I get to watch that entire fight. He's a he's a stud. He's really good. Yeah. Um, I think he fights for maybe Toro. I think he has Team Toro because they're on Chicago as well. Okay. So. Um, so yeah. So maybe yeah, we'll I would like to at least see that card. I don't know if it's gonna be televised or what it is. Like I said, I know nothing of it. Well, if it's in Chicago, we could take a trip. Go yeah. CC and maybe hang out. maybe we could uh, 
spend twenty dollars for that bus ride. Right. Yeah, that's and, right. And make it out there and, and watch some fights. That'd be really cool. Cause C would love to watch those fights too. I bet. And then we can meet Steph's dog. Yeah. That would be, be fun. fun. That'd be yeah. really cool. And Chicago in November, which is right before December. I know that sounded like I don't know the months of the year, but like... It's right before December, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Chicago gets all dialed up. <gasps> the Thanksgiving day for it, like, it could be legit cool. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, yeah. Um, anything else to wrap up, like, tournament-wise? No, what are we doing for our next podcast? Do we know? Fuck. I don't know. We're doing yeah. Fuck. We're uh, fucking on our next podcast. Berserker. Uh-huh. No. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll think of something. Hey, okay, so how about this? If anybody has some good ideas, um, shoot me a message on Instagram. Uh, Brandon Super Saiyan is my SN. Um, or you can email me or Facebook me. Or, or you uh, can check us out at our new website, which is... Unmaskedpodcast.net. Mm-hmm. Because .com apparently was taken. Focus. <laughs> so uh, we're going to try really hard to get this on Spotify. Um, also, our older podcasts are on YouTube. Under my YouTube SN, former chunk, now hunk. Because I used to be a fat kid. Was that a joke? No, it wasn't a joke at all. My whole life, I was a fat kid until about 25. <laughs> I mean... Um, yeah same and i only put hunk because it rhymed (laughs) so um i think that about wrap you good that wrap it up do we do we have anybody like to thank sponsors uh better being float center obviously uh ryan you're my heart and soul (laughs) you really helped me out i i got to float the day before weigh-ins and uh uh if you guys haven't tried floating it is a fantastic fantastic thing for your body and your mind i think it really helps everything yeah it helps it helps calm you down it also helps improve and heal your body yeah um and uh, that's out in uh, claremont there's also one in carmel so if you need a float north um there's a really nice he has a nice center up there yeah because we went and got our massages up there and they had a really nice venue up there too yeah they did Um, but yeah it's a i swear by that stuff so, um, otherwise, uh, our team at Top Level Gym. Hell yeah. Um, y'all were awesome last weekend. Hell yeah. And just in general, like our team, we've got teams all over the place because we train with everybody. Um, our Thank friends, you to our friends up north in Ann Arbor, too, who I got to go and visit. Yeah. One weekend. Thank you. Yeah. You guys was, were amazing. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, we need to make it out there more often. I think your parents would enjoy that. I think my parents would really like it if we yeah, came out there. I think they would. Um, that's another thing. We could take off time and go see them and go train with Métis. Yeah. Which would be super awesome. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>